You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls defense stepping up in a big way in this win against the Indiana Pacers. Also, the core three play extremely solid. And we're going to ask, what do the Chicago Bulls now learn from this win? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, also creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Pat, we're here to talk about a dub, man. Last two times we've been here to talk about losses. It always feels good to be able to talk about a dub. And so the Chicago Bulls get a much-needed victory over the Indiana Pacers. And it was a game in which the Bulls played a solid, I think, on both sides of the ball. They executed pretty well. But that defense really stepped up in a big way, specifically in the second half of this game. How you feeling, Pat? This is the first time we saw the Chicago Bulls actually turn defense into offense a little bit more consistently. For me, the mm-hmm. offense wasn't consistent enough in a lot of moments, but I thought that we saw them turn defense into offense a little bit more consistently, especially, especially, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, I thought that the fourth quarter was the best quarter that we saw the entire time. Y'all know my motto. Uh, if you're going to play uh, one half good, let it be the second half. Um, <laughs> like I know that that's not the way that you want things to go, but I mean, in that fourth quarter, we saw Zach Levine go three for five from the field. He was able to put up 11 points, got to the free throw line. DeMar DeRozan went two for five, but he was able to get to the free throw line. Right. And Nikola Vucevic went three for three. Booch cooked pretty much the entire night, bro. And Vooch was cooking. And listen, and you saw them cook in multiple ways. I thought DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine both did some really good things defensively that started the break, and they were able to finally get a finish on the other end. Alex Caruso, you already know what to expect from him. Like, this is the this is the offense that we want to see the Bulls be able to generate when, I mean, Indiana tonight had, what, two, three moments where they had, like, three to four minute lulls where they just could not score the basketball. That has been a theme that the Bulls have been able to produce the entire season. The biggest problem with this team has been they haven't been able to go out there and get offense off of that, right? Like uh, to me in the second quarter, I thought the Bulls offense was actually better. Or I'm sorry, in the, uh, not in the second quarter. I thought the second quarter, the Bulls defense was the best uh, 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 that the, the, the team played all night, but They weren't able to create any points off of it, so they still end up only outscoring Indiana by one point in that second quarter. In the fourth quarter, we saw it on a consistent basis. I thought they did a really good job locking down. And listen, this is a brand of basketball that I appreciated to see, but there's still some some question marks that that pop up, especially with... uh, Yeah, it it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. One thing I do like from this team is that they did shoot less threes, right? 17 threes taken, uh, but they make six of them. But on the defensive side of the ball, since we are talking about defense in this segment, like the Indiana Pacers came into this game averaging 135 points per game. They were the highest uh, team in both three-pointers made per game and three-point shooting percentage. 
We held this team to 26% from three-point range, and it was not just because they were cold. The Chicago Bulls were closing out on three-pointers, getting job. hands in their faces to, yep. to disrupt three-point shots, and they it's like they came in with the game plan. And shout-out to Billy Donovan that they came out with the game plan to say, we have to make sure we're contesting these threes because if they get start getting hot from three, the game is going to get away from us before it can even get started. And specifically in the second half of that game, you saw an effort from both Kobe, uh, even Javon Carter, who had a Javon, shout out to Javon Carter having his best game in the Chicago Bulls that's, uniform. That's his finals. best game by far today that we saw yeah, defensively. Yeah. I mean, offensively, he chipped in a little bit, but like defensively, he was on it today. Actually, offensively, he did a lot better yeah, than I, I thought. Say, 11, 11 points, points yeah, he actually, offensively. Actually, played so. pretty well there off the bench. Yeah. Shout out to Javon Carter. Yeah, so, but defensively, just the, everybody with their head on a swivel, their heads up. We saw the team fight for more 50 50 balls than what we probably seen as a collective all. And he didn't, it, the stat sheet doesn't really show it. And Billy Donovan still set him in the fourth. But Patrick Williams started off this game really aggressive going after loose balls and rebounds and 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 things. So it was it was just good to see the team come in with this type of effort and execute. Was it perfect? No. Was it pretty? No. But sometimes you need to dig out and 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 get, grind out those ugly wins. And then that's how you start building your identity. It's, it's, you saved it. There. You <laughs> saved it. You're good. You're good. You saved just it. Just in case. Just in hey, case. I was nervous. We're gonna have I was in the nervous. Buffet. I didn't know where you were going there. And Bro, I, I was almost, scared. I almost said a joke today on Chicago uh, Bull Central where I had to stop myself and say, God came in and stop me from getting canceled on that. That's how it goes some days, dog. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to be careful. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but yeah. I, I thought that, uh, you know, to, to write this Bulls team credit and to Javon Carter and, and P. Will, right? Like, you got good effort from everybody on one end of the basketball. Yeah. Right. Like on the defensive end, I thought that you saw so many opportunities for the Chicago Bulls to go out there and, okay, how are you going to uh, uh, play Tyrese Halliburton? How are you going to go out there and play Buddy Hill? Buddy Hill, the guy who has pretty much killed us almost every time we played him. I mean, you held him to 11 points. He was three for eight from the three point line. Like, Buddy Hill is somebody that we always talk about, especially in like fourth quarter games. We'd be like, come on, dog. How you don't know to guard him? He got the biggest teeth on the floor. There's no way you don't see where he's at. Why don't we close out to him? And and in this game, to the Bulls' credit, I thought they did an excellent job closing out on Buddy Hill. I thought they did an excellent job uh, keeping a hand in his face and not allowing him to even, right, like, you didn't even see a ton of guys, like, just jumping at his shot willy-nilly like we saw a lot last season. You yeah. saw guys staying down. If he takes this shot, he takes this shot. I thought there were a couple silly fouls maybe in that fourth quarter. But outside of that, I thought that they, they did a really good job for the first time all season staying disciplined. Yeah. Yeah, and and, they, and, and and that's something that you can build off of. For sure, and they, they didn't allow themselves to get down on themselves because there was a point in time where the Indiana Pacers probably in any other game would have pulled away from the Bulls, but the Bulls kept this game close, uh, especially in that first half, keeping the game extremely close for a team that was the highest-powered offense coming into this game in the league, and so I love the way that this team competed. I love the way that they um, just came out and just and – just, really grinded out a win. Now, I will ask you this. I, I talked a little bit about it before. How do you think about the game plan and the coaching, the rotation balance from um, Billy Donovan in this game? My only issue with Billy Donovan is still, like, I like the utilization of the high post uh, uh, um, action that he uses Vooch for, but I feel like you get too stuck on that. 
I feel like this. I just realized I had my sunglasses around my neck. I was like, what the heck is choking me right now? Uh, Dwight, get out of here. No, but uh, <laughs> I, I <laughs> too far. Was that too far? That was crazy. Dwight's somewhere sitting like, what? What does this got to do with me? Why am I in it? That's the problem, Dwight. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. That took a turn. No, but I, I, th- I think we stick with that uh, high post action a little bit too long, in my opinion. Now, in this game, they utilized it a lot differently. They were utilizing it to get open three-point shots. They were actually using it for uh, more of a pick-and-roll action to get Vooch going downhill. I do like that adjustment to it, but... I know you said that you like the less threes because they're not as good at making them. I I feel like you're not going to get enough of these. Like, you have to be pristine and defensively the entire true. game. And when I said that, I meant this, this game specifically. I don't yeah, mean yeah. generally you do want them to take more threes, but I think as close as this game was, if the Bulls would have been trying to take threes just to take them in this game, it would have got away from them. I think that they, because of the brand that defense that they played, it allowed them to not have to rely on the three ball as heavily because they forced the Pacers to be inefficient from three-point range. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think in this type of game, that is, but ideally you do want them going forward to still be more, a little bit more selective of the threes, but definitely take more. No, that's a fact. That's 100% a fact. And, uh, like, you I think it's just an awareness, too, right? Like, in this game, they knew they couldn't hit anything, so they needed to score at the paint to stay in the game. And I thought in the fourth quarter, that was a really good thing to see from this Bulls team. Facts, facts. Another good thing to see from this Bulls team is all the core three members uh, scoring over 20 points per game. We're going to talk about their performance coming up next. But before we get into that, we've got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. Score early this this NFL offseason with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. So uh, we got quite a, a performance today from the core three. This is the best, at least statistically, that they've played as a unit so far this season. We got Boots leading the way with 24 points, 17 rebounds, three assists, one steal. DeMar DeRozan with 20 points, four assists, two rebounds, one block. And Zach Levine coming into this game with 23 points, five rebounds, one assist, only one turnover from Zach Levine as well, but it was a bad turnover. But other than that, one turnover. Uh, and uh, we got, also got one. Zach Levine ready to throw some hands there for a second. Hey, listen. Well, every now and then he'll give us that, bro. Like, every now and then he'll be like, hey, bro, I don't know who you think you're talking to. Be like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. I, I, and, and here's the thing. What did he do? <laughs> what did he do? What did, what did, what did? I Naismith, don't even know right? what Andrew that was Andrew Nimhard that was on the floor oh, on that one, wasn't it? Or was that Na- Naismith? Naismith. I, I was believe that Naismith? It was, was that Aaron yeah. Naismith? I one of them, right? I didn't, I didn't see nothing that he did. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no idea what he did. Zach was but, just pissed at the refs at that point in time. I, I and you know what? For good reason, but I'm not gonna lie, I actually thought the referees was fair. But you know, listen, the, I give the core three credit for this. They did not play well most of the game. The first three quarters, defensively, they were in. Offensively, I think that, like, there there was a lot of struggle from those guys. And they all knew, listen, this is a close game. This cannot be a close game if we go out and we play our game. 
And in the fourth quarter, I saw Vooch get the ball down low three times, and he knocked down all three of those and got, what, two and ones off mm-hmm. of that. I saw Zach Levine attacking the bucket, which I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I thought he was going to dunk a couple of them dudes. Like, I, I feel like feel like he missed a couple of poster opportunities there trying mm-hmm. to get the lay. Um, and it, and the misses, right, and, and tell me if you, you disagree. The misses in the first half, at the first three quarters for the most part, were very uncharacteristic misses. Like, this is not like tough shots from the three-point line. This was like missing layups. Yeah. So seeing them come together in that fourth quarter, how they did, um, and and really do a good job of, okay, we're going to play solid basketball. We're going to play fundamental basketball at the right time. I thought that that was a great thing to see from this Bulls team. And something that, if I'm going to be real with you, we haven't seen often from this Bulls team. Yeah. yeah and I like also that, yeah, Vooch was a lot more vocal in calling for the ball when he had mismatches. Like, there was a time where Ty, uh, Halliburton was switched on him, and he legitimately called. And Kobe, for his credit, got him the got the ball to him, and Vooch got the bucket. I think he also got the foul call on that one. But it was just, it was good to see them identify things a little bit better. Like you said, we, ultimately, we want them to shoot the ball uh, better overall. We want to see a more consistent effort throughout the game from the core three. But they stepped up when, when it was needed. And it, it, they really kind of were one of the deciding factors, them and Caruso, on separating and, and creating that separation and keeping that separation between the Pacers as the game kept going on, for sure. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, listen, the, the outside of the, I love the play of the core three, but I also love the way that the, the core three played off of the role players in this game. I thought that, like you mentioned, Dio DeSumo there and Caruso, uh, I thought seeing DeMar out there with Javon Carter was interesting. And even though the offense didn't get going early in the game when they were both on the floor together, mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting mix because when I've got that solid defensive play, I need, like, I feel like last year, Billy would have been like, throw the all defense line up out there. And it's like, yes, we can get stops, but like. Who's going to score? Nobody can score out here. Like, yeah. there's nobody out here to score. Tonight, we saw Carter, Craig, uh, I think it was Williams, uh, Drummond, and then it was either DeMar or Zach out there. And I like seeing that lineup. I thought that seeing how they could come in and play off of the role players and be a part of the defense. De- DeMar DeRosa came up with a couple of really big uh, defensive plays in this game as well. Um, I-, I thought that they did a really good job as a, as a whole. Like this is this season, this is the best team. Chicago Bulls team we've seen play. And I think that there's a lot that we can take from that, knowing that this wasn't the best game that we've seen the Bulls play with this big three together. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely capable of more than what we've seen so far this season. It's just they have to find a way to start bringing that consistently. And hopefully this is a stepping stone game in that. Like, um, and hopefully they uncover. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, you know how we do. (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, the next topic, we'll talk about what they did learn. Now I'm going to ask you this though, uh, as far as DeMar DeRozan, um, been an interesting season so far from DeMar. We've seen some of traditional DeMar in that first one, especially down the stretch of that game. But it does seem like whether it's, uh, the coaching staff utilizing DeMar differently or him trying to do something different, but yeah. it definitely, you can definitely feel a difference with DeMar. Do you think that that's him trying to f- find a way to more fit in rather than have a lot of things go through him? Do you think, uh, you know, cause somebody pointed out in the chat that I, I do want to bring here. I don't think DeMar's quite been DeMar since the hip injury last year. No, I think uh, we're seeing the, the, a possible check. He, he looks like he's not jumping as well especially on the mid-range shot. There were mid-range shots today where I was like, 
Um, I've never seen somebody be able to defend that shot this many times in a row. You know, normally, mm-hmm. like, DeMar does a really good job of, like, okay. And it's not even just the pump fake. And it's, like, normally he does a really good job of, like, even if your hand is here, you're going to have to be so close to defend this. One, I'm going to be able to draw the foul, and two, I'm going to be able to knock it down and get an and one. We're not seeing that as consistently anymore. And that is the part where it does feel like, I don't know if it's DeMar being over the hill or his game is starting to change, but I do believe that it's, there could be a lingering effect from the hip injury. I think that also there could be a little bit of, listen, Kobe White's in the lineup now. Kobe's going to take more shots. You're going to have the ball in your hands a little bit less. Uh, and I think we, we've we seen the effects of that through the first few games. I mean, Kobe White, uh, he, didn't, he didn't put up a ton of shots here. Only six shots in this game. And DeMar was able to get 19, but a good chunk of those 19. I mean, he took five of them in the third. He took five of them in the fourth. He took nine shots in the first half. We've left mm-hmm. first halves where DeMar DeRozan has taken 15 shots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, and again, I'm not here to, like, cause any con- any controversy or anything. It's just something to kind of look look at as we go forth through the rest of the season to really take a look. Like, And, and the thing is, right, is that eventually – somebody falls off. Like, it it happens eventually to everyone, right? And I'm not saying that DeMar is going to fall completely off, but I do think we are starting to see a bit of change in DeMar's game. And hip injury tends to be something that, again, we we haven't heard anything like it's lingering or or he's dealing with it any of this season. But, like, if this is starting to be the point of DeMar slowing down, maybe that is why you're seeing a little bit of a hesitation to lock him in so long term. Now, what I will ask is this. Um, could this also be a case of they're trying to work the ball more into Vooch? Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're seeing DeMar kind of be more of that third option guy. Like, I, mean, I it, think he, they, they went to him kind of how we asked them to go to him last year. Like, all right, mm-hmm. it's your turn now. Like, go. Go be you. And he yeah. was able to. But we're seeing Vooch get a lot more looks down low, which is good after that first game where he had to blow up. Like, he went 12 minutes without a shot. We're seeing kind of the results of that on the other end. Correct. I mean, and and to DeMar's credit, his assist to, to uh, turnover ratio is damn near doubled from last year. Now, it's only th- four games. Yeah. But so it's, 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 it, it's just a part of his game is changing. And it's noticeable. Now, that could end up, like you said, to the point of using Vooch a little bit more down low. That could be something that ends up being better for the team, right? That's why I said I'm not here to, like, make it seem like some huge negative or or some big controversy thing. It's just something that I've definitely noticed is that DeMar is – it's it's a little different out there for DeMar. It doesn't doesn't look the same. He doesn't look like he's as – to me, the lift looks less. And mm-hmm. I said that earlier. I was and I was joking, right? Like, what was the was it the second game? I think Where, so. Second game or something like he dunked, and I was like, "Hey, you know, it's getting it's getting lower and lower every year." He rim grazed it, yeah. and Demar head used to be above the rim when he would dunk. I forgot Demar won a dunk contest. I, I saw Demar won a looked, dunk contest. Demar Derozan won a dunk contest. Very forgettable dunk contest. Why does I, why don't I remember that hey, at all? Because it was a very forgettable dunk contest. That's crazy. Uh, I forgot he even participated in a dunk contest, but uh, yeah, it was it, like when I see like that Demar, and then like I see him now, I'm just like, good lord, he is a lot lower on that rim than what he was at one point. So you know, it, listen, Father Time catches up to all of us at some point, and uh, 
The one thing that I do know is DeMar might have to adjust that mid-range shot a little bit, but he's going to be able to go out there, and uh, I do believe he'll be able to go out there and do it. I think he's got the old man game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, DeMar, we've talked about this at nauseum. DeMar's um, game is going to age very well regardless. Like I said, it's just something to notice and to talk about out there. Uh, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. He did not win a dunk contest. He won a dunk contest in high school. Did he lose that much? Yeah, he was in the 2011 dunk contest, but I don't think he won it. There goes Pat with his alternative facts. That's hey, his, maybe. His, his, <laughs> it'd be like that. that. Listen, it is what it is. Go ahead with your average. I, I thought he won it. I thought he won that much. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like, I just watched his dunks, and I just assumed he won it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all get what y'all get, man. I ain't worried about y'all. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Uh, listen, we got to tell you guys about the Game Time app. The Game Time app is the best thing for last-minute tickets. Here's the thing. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best guarantee Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Like I said, last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, easy ways to find tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the biggest thing, the views from your seat. Bruh, some of these events are wild. (laughs) Some of these stadiums will have you sitting behind a pillar. And you will not be able to see no kind of game. You'll be watching the game on your phone and have paid money to go see the game. So uh, you can see in the view from your seat, all in prices show up total and upfront. You know what you're getting a great deal. There's no hidden fees. Buy tickets within two taps. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA L O C K D O N N B A for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. One other thing we do got to tell y'all about, by the way. So we have joined the subtext campaign. That's right. You can hear my alternative facts and text message form now. You can text back and forth with me and Hayes. You will also be able to get updates from the game. You'll be able to get uh, different nuggets throughout the week. We will be asking questions in there as well. Four episodes. If you sign up with subtext, you'll be included in some of the episodes that we have here, especially Friday episodes when we're sitting here trying to figure out what the heck's going on with this team. So all you got to do is go in the description below after the show, of course, and click on the link in the description below, and you literally can be chopping it up with me and Hayes on the daily. We will be very active over there. It's pretty much like... Did you send that email yet? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I said it today. Uh, but no, nah. <laughs> hey, man, you can chop it up with me and Hayes over on the subtext side, and uh, we're going to have a good time over there, man. It's pretty much Twitter, but without like all the Elon stuff and the random. Uh... Never mind. <laughs> every Tuesday, something might pop up. You know what I mean? <laughs> on Twitter, a little. On Twitter, every anyway, Tuesday, you got to watch yourself. What can the Bulls lo- learn from this win, bro? Hey, on Twitter on Tuesday. That's what you can learn. Damn, that's that's just, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay off Twitter on Tuesdays, brother. Um, 
No, nah, man. Uh, the biggest thing for me that they can learn from this win is is uh, adaptability. Mm. They adapted their game that they've been playing to the team that they were playing and what they did in that moment. That's the number one thing I want to see this team continue to do. Being able to adapt, being able to go out there and say, you know what? Uh, we can feel it right now. The three ball isn't falling. What does that mean? When we get into these long uh, 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 droughts where there's no offense, and those did still come, right? But I saw the Bulls trying to get to the bucket a lot more in those moments. I saw them trying to get the ball down to Vooch a lot more in those moments. What you laughing at, dog? <laughs> Nothing, you I'm laughing just listening. At? Is... I'm just listening. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> just... You be on Twitter on Tuesdays? That's what you no. doing? That's what you Not at all. So. Not at all. I'm just, I'm just listening, bro. You cooking. I'm just listening. <laughs> The light laugh is crazy. The light laugh is good. That really, that killed you in a subliminal way, Todd. Like, I feel like that took a second for you to get there, bro. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, I'm just saying, on Tuesdays, you won't get that text from us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, now, you never know, because this time you were in that hotel room in Vegas. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. That sounds so much worse. That sounds so much worse without having subscribed to the channel when that moment happened. You had it sounds to be absolutely insane without knowing the context behind that, bro. That time in that hotel in Vegas. Oh, man, that was funny, bro. Hey, yo, bro. Oh man, we've had Walk a time, bro. In the shop, bro. Walk we've clean had a time, in the shop. man. Hey, bro, it was, it was me. <laughs> it was my face. It was my face. Like I literally was like, nah. <laughs> oh, oh god, man. is that clips up on the YouTube or is that only on Twitter? That was only on Twitter. Oh, man. We might need to post that to the YouTube side. That yeah, was pretty we funny. Need to, bro. We've that been was here funny. long enough. I think at that point, we was worried about losing our jobs. We just said so much stuff <laughs> on this pod. I think we locked in. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, man. That's that is hilarious. Anyway, um, but I agree with you. I think, um, that, like, the Bulls just, it, if they're going to take away anything from this game, I want it to be the defensive intensity can win you games but also playing as a team. And that's what we saw down the stretch of this game is playing as a team and executing. And so those are the things that the Bulls team really needs to do uh, well uh, going forward. And what, we got Dallas on Wednesday, I think, is the next game. Dallas on Wednesday. I keep saying this. I don't uh, I don't know if Dallas is a good basketball team. They're, they're undefeated so far, 4-0 in the season. I know. But they just be, like, throwing stuff up there. Something. Now, I will say this offensively, we might be in trouble. But this was the best offensive team that we had. And they kind of stopped scoring. So maybe the Bulls yeah. can do something defensively. I don't think there's much you can do with, with Courtney Cronin. Listen, Courtney Cronin? I mean, I'm sorry. She just texted me. Uh, with, uh, with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, shout out to Derek Jones Jr., by the way, who scored 22 points today starting for the Dallas Mavericks. Shout out to Derek, DJJ. DJJ, man. Hey, listen, I miss DJJ. He was, uh, although I guess we kind of, do we have a DJJ? We kind of have a DJJ. Who? Tor Tory Craig? Oh, uh, yeah. Tory Craig? Yeah. Craig? Yeah. 
I, I can get I can get that. So I guess we'll see, man. Any last words before we get up out of here, Pat? Uh, it's been a long day, as y'all can tell. Uh, yeah. I thought tomorrow won a dunk contest. Courtney Cronin plays for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm I'm tired. I'll t- I chop it up with y'all later. And uh, she covers know. the Bears and plays for the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, that's crazy. That's bro. elite. You can't you can't even you can't even co- uh, compete with that, bro. Like no, no. <laughs> Who's dressing funny. up for Halloween? Hayes, Pat, anyone? I am dressing up as my uh, blanket, and I'm gonna put it over my head and go to sleep. Uh, hey, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Nope, not you can't create a pause out of that. Nope, not it's a my pause. Blanket. I'm not creating a pause. It's out my of blanket. That. It's my blanket, and I want it now. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Uh, follow us on everything at Locked You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Make sure y'all tune in with us over on Subtext as well. Chop it up with us on there. Peace. Absolutely. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes for Pat the Designer. This has been another episode of Locked On Bulls, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace. It's hilarious. You are locked on bulls. You're what just happened? <laughs> what is happening tonight? The bulls got a win. A the, bro, the bulls got a win and the world went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs>